Good morning, everybody. It is January 17th, 2018. You're listening to episode 40 of the Dry Spell Cast. Austin is here. Matt is here. That's me. I'm Matt. My name's Matt. Your name is Austin. We're, we're, we're the only ones in the studio today, but... Turning you up. Oh, that might help. That's why I'm like, go. I don't hear myself. <laughs> Hi, I'm here too. <laughs> Look, there you are. <laughs> so uh, we're here in the University Pulse studio, and we will be for the next two hours. And hopefully, if everything goes correctly, we're going to talk about movies and movie-related news. I got a new movie for you. You might not have heard of it yet. It's called Star Wars. Mm. Yeah, it's really like new. It's the new kids. Are is it anything it. like Star Trek? No. Is it anything like Star Citizen? What? What is that? Oh no! Hold on. The, I'm thinking of uh, that. That mo- oh Mars Attacks. Is it anything uh, like yes. Mars Attacks? <laughs> yeah, it is actually the, the spinoff of Mars Attacks. Okay. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Star Wars sounds like it's terrible. Actually, we're going to talk about video games and stuff. But first of all, before we get to that, I want to see Austin. Mm-hmm. How are you today? I'm doing well. Slept all right. I'm getting over my cold. That I had. didn't even realize you had a cold. It's like been like the same cold that I had since like Thanksgiving. It just resurged this last week. Yeah, that's not a cold. That is a a fatal sickness. Yes, I'm dying. <laughs> um, you got me. Yeah, like, I like woke up. Uh, this last week and just like not nah, i just like my throat was so sore and just just ugh. yeah i bet so I bet. it's good i can swallow i bet with, you can without it hurting shut up um i don't know if i've so. ever told this story before so a couple of years ago i i was living with uh two other guys at the time jason who uh you have heard on the show before uh, who also did our Game of the Year podcast with us. There are many thanks to him. We were roommates at one point. And I I started feeling sick, but, you know, if, just like me, I decided to ignore it. So I, like, I let it pass and then started feeling sick again. And so I, like, I remember feeling this, like, my... Like, you know how when you have uh, ear infection, mm-hmm. how it feels just, like, clogged yeah. in there? Well, I remember having that feeling, and so eventually one day I was at work, and uh, at the time I was working for my parents, and they're like, dude, just go to the doctor. And so I went down to a little uh, clinic right by our store, and the lady looked in my ear, and she's like, I don't, I don't see anything wrong. And then she looked in my throat, and she was like, oh, dear, you might die. Because I I think I had actually had strep, and I let it just fix itself, and then it created a larger bacterial infection, um, and my tonsils, which are already decently sized, grew like enormously and almost shut off like my air passage, hmm. uh, and I. I had to go and take uh, like antibiotics for a while, and then some steroids and stuff like that to get it under control. It was a nightmare though because it was one of those like it took me like a half an hour to eat a bowl of soup mm-hmm. because I was in so much pain, yeah, constantly. 
Well, I haven't been, never been in that much pain, but it this last <clears throat> this last go around was not the best. It, it definitely hurt. Yeah, but I'm okay now. Like swallowing, like I was like swallowing like pills and stuff, and it's just like uh, <laughs> like struggling. But yeah, we're good. That was the thing. Like when I when I went, they like the antibacterial uh, pills they gave me were huge. Yeah, and you're they look like they could knock out a horse. And I like I looked at the the pharmacist and I'm like, so let me tell you, my throat is closing up. I can't eat. I can't drink. I can barely do anything. How am I supposed to swallow this? And he looked at me. And he's like, hmm, that's a really good point. And so he had to call the doctor's office, and I sat in that pharmacy for like three hours waiting for the uh, doctor office because they were so busy. I was waiting for them to change the prescription. I sat there for three hours. What's worse is the pharmacy was a Walmart. Uh. It was the closest thing to me, like, that carried my insurance. So I sat in a Walmart for three hours Waiting for pills, which the only other time I've done that, it was behind the Walmart. You are so proud of yourself. (laughs) I know I am. I really am. But yeah, it's good to hear that you're doing better. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like I haven't been able to talk really clearly last couple weeks, which I apologize. So I'm hopefully I'm better now. I feel like I've been like have like. Gargling throat sounds sometimes. That's the worst. I always feel bad coming into the studio when I'm sick. Yeah, you've been like actually pretty sick a couple times. <laughs> and when again, like, I'm just. Hi, my name's Matt. <laughs> I'm just like I'm too stubborn to admit defeat, and so I just I just go for it. Well, I just know my body will kick it eventually. So unless it's like really serious. But I've had nothing just super serious to my health since I was like a child, yeah. a, young, a young child, when I did almost die. Yeah, it happens. Wah, wah. You know, we, we all go through those moments. We all almost die. Anything else? Anything else in your life? Nah. Yeah, that's not, kind of what I figured. Not not entirely. Same old, same old, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I being feel part, that being a part-time student's a whole different world than I'm used to. Eh, I feel like I have so much free time now. Yeah, you need to get a job. I know. <laughs> See, that's like so. I'm a part-time student, but I'm super busy because I have a job. <laughs> I know. Like that's that's the eh, next step. I for grad you. I graduate this year. Eh, it's fine. No, I guess I I also worked through the entirety of my schooling, so. I've, I've worked through schooling. It's just I'm in a position where I'm not in a working position at the moment. <laughs> it just kind of happened that way. Oh, well, moving on. Yeah. Um, so that means I got more time for dry spell. Right. Right. As I have less time, you have more time. It's great. Um, Give me more responsibility. Put me in, coach. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Wow. No, it's it's all good. Uh, no, for me, like I'm super busy right now. It's it's the start of the semester. Uh, hopefully, it gets a little bit better once we get in the like the hang of things. 
Um, just a lot of stuff starting out that I'm trying to figure out how to do. And, you know, you know how learning goes, right? I mean, that's, that's what happens, but I'm hoping, uh, you know, like this Boise state esports thing that I've like started taking over. Um, I run their Wednesday night broadcasts, which is they're basically competing, uh, every Wednesday. And I think for like 10 weeks or something, maybe a little bit less, um, and so like every day they're going to have a rocket league or hearthstone match, uh, and then followed by an overwatch followed by a league of legend match. And that's every Wednesday for a while. And so just trying to get all of that, like, I don't have to organize the competitions or anything. I'm just doing the tech side of it. Uh, and they're like, it's that uh, people don't realize what goes into that, you know, like, like, we don't have the resources. Like, if you watch the Overwatch League, we don't have those resources. Uh, and so it's... Which we did do, actually. Yes, we we'll, did. We'll talk, I guess we can yeah, talk about that. Yeah, we will. And so it's like people on Twitch are, like, relentless about it. But it's just like, guys, you, I don't think you understand. Like, we're a university. No, and you need to be perfect yeah. all the time. And it's funny because, like, uh, like uh, sometimes I'll click on these guys' profiles as they're commenting... Just to see their Twitch profile, and they've never done anything. Like they have not uploaded videos, they've never streamed, they've never done anything. They're it's literally like, just on Twitch just to comment on videos. Yes, and most of the comments are bad. Uh, I mean, it's oh, every just, time I've used Twitch, I've just turned comments off. Oh yes, I very, very rarely. When I'm streaming, I leave the com like the chat up. Because I want to see if like something's going wrong or somebody yeah, like comments. But in I don't there have it like, popping up on my screen while I'm playing. It's no. on a different. It's not always on a different screen. Yeah, but if like I'm watching a video, I almost never have the chat up, unless it's one of my friends, mm -hmm. because then I'm interacting with them. Have you and been so drinking? I use the chat. <laughs> yes, I, I I have been. No, uh, it, it's happened a few times that I've like gotten home from drinking and hopped in. I hopped on Twitch and my friends are streaming and I blow up their chat. <laughs> it's happened a couple times. Good uh, times. Yeah. So that's Twitch. That's that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we mentioned the Overwatch League earlier and we got together Friday evening and watched all like five, six hours. Of it was the long. It was really long. It was oh three matches. It was three matches. So six teams total. And yeah, and I missed the very beginning because they started at five and I got off work right at five. So I caught the tail end. Well, that was still, I, I mean, I got there at six, a little after six, and they were still going. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it was almost 6.30 when I got there. Yeah, I think they had started the, like the second block of that team, like the team matchup. Um, I, I still don't know like the terminology versus matches and games or whatever. We can make it like tennis and say it was games and then the whole thing's a match. All right, let's do that. So like their first game uh, lasted like an hour. Because that was... That was the... The capture the point, right? I think so. Maybe not. I don't remember. Uh, but because normally it ends like three to something and that one, they... They don't end in a tie, and it ended oh, like it was, it was, eight it was, to seven. Was it the payload? Moving it the must payload? have been. Yeah. It was crazy uh, how long that was. Uh, 
But yeah, so the Overwatch League is uh, now in its second week. Tonight is the first night of its second week. And it's cool. I think it's a cool thing to watch. Um, it was fun. It's yeah. not something I'm, I would do all the time, especially no. sit and watch all the matches. Like Maybe I'd catch like, the team I want to watch, and that would be it. Yeah, I'm starting to get a feel for like the players that I really like watching. Yeah, there's that that Dream Casper from the Boston team. Man, he is. Mm. I've watched a lot of his highlights from like the other other days. Yeah, Man, he's an incredible player. There is Soon, who was the Tracer player for Valiant. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, he was good. Man, like just crazy how good these people are. There was a. It was I think it was during the Boston the Boston one last week. It was the Widow. Was sniping down on Temple of Anubis, and this Winston jumps at her, and she just spins and shoots him right in the head, and just kill, just drops him. And that's the moment me, Matt, and Jason are all just like, "Oh, like freak <laughs> out!" It was good. Like, like you would imagine, like someone did like a pick six in the end, like the end zone or something. That's, yeah, that, that was our pick six moment. It was pretty funny. Yeah, and I think like for somebody who. You know, I've been in this world for a while. Like, I understand, like, watching all of this stuff take place. You know, it's just felt natural for me. But, like, it's doing what I think the, like, the purpose of these leagues is. And, like, my roommate, uh, Sean, has, he's watched, like, I think he watched, like, a match or two of the International with me. But overall, really doesn't have a lot of experience in competitive gaming. Other than he's played League of Legends himself. Yeah, and, and I guess his, his gaming extends what League of Legends and then any sports game. Right. Uh, and Just Cause 2. He That's loved right. that game. But anyways, so we would, like, he sat down and watched a bunch of it with us. And we were, like, walking him through the game and stuff. And by the end of it, he started to understand, like, what was happening. And it's a really tough way to learn that game. By watching that, because it's going so fast, and they're constantly changing players, and like it's really tough to follow unless you. Well, it's nice having like the UI up top that shows like everyone's ultimate levels and stuff like that, and all the characters. Because then, then that that is easy to point out. Like, hey, this is you know this is how far they are to be having their ultimate and stuff like that. So yeah, but um, it was it was it was a neat experience. I am excited. To continue doing that stuff, like I said, I don't think I can sit down for six hours every week to do it, but I want to catch the matches that uh, my team is playing, and you know, I've been following the Valiant, uh, mostly because I knew the Immortals before they became that. It was kind of funny, because Valiant was in the first match, and they won, and then Boston is the team I just decided to pick, was in the second match, and they won, and then Jason's team, the LA team. The San Francisco. San Francisco, that's what it was. They were in the third match and won. So it was like, us, like all of our teams won. Yeah, we day. chose was, correctly. We did chose, choose correctly. It was nice. It was, it was cool. It was fun. Yeah, it'll be cool to see what it becomes. We need to take a break, and we'll be right back. Like I said earlier, you are listening to the Dry Spellcast. If you want to get in touch with us, either now or sometime during the week, that is 
Totally possible. Uh, and you can do that through email at dryspellradio at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us, follow us, uh, DM us on Twitter at dryspellradio. Go on Facebook. We are facebook.com slash dryspellradio. Um, and be sure to subscribe to uh, the newest addition to the Dry Spell Radio family, our YouTube page, which is getting content every single day. Or almost every single day, and yeah. that is uh, also Dry Spell Radio. We do not have a big enough following to have our own URL, so you just have to search for it. Or go to dryspellradio.com, which is a thing we have, and all of that content is getting posted there. As soon as I figure out how to like get that RSS feed, I'm pretty sure there's a subscribe by RSS um, already on that page or by subscribe by email or something. Yeah. That is where we are going to post all of our stuff first. And even if it's just a link or like an embedded video or audio track, that is probably the easiest way to follow what we're doing. Um, that or Facebook, everything will be in one place. Right. Is the goal. Yes. We're trying to get like a full, like actual fledged website up and running. Yeah. Um, with our very little website programming knowledge. <laughs> because amazingly, right, so when I was a kid, I remember learning HTML. Like, I learned HTML because I had a MySpace, and I wanted that MySpace to look great. Yeah. And so I got huge into HTML because you could edit all that stuff, and I don't know, like, everything is different now. <laughs> Like, I still, like, remember the basics and stuff, so I can manipulate th some things. But, man, it's a completely different world. I'll tell you what. Well, it was, like, you know, 10 years ago. I know. Well, probably more. Uh, I don't know. I think I switched to Facebook, I think it was 2007, when I got Facebook from my, when I went from Facebook to MySpace, when I was a freshman in high school. Or high school. I, think oh it's, I think it's about right, about that time. I think it was probably about that time for me. Uh, maybe a little bit earlier. See, I never liked MySpace. I loved MySpace. So I, I, I had it, and I was just like, I got it when I was in middle school at some point. See, I designed my own themes, like all of the like the areas that were like my favorite music or stuff like that. Like I would put like top fives with embedded videos. Like there were like graphics that would play and stuff. Like I was way into that stuff, and it was good. It was a good training tool for me to learn how to like program. Oh. Which I ended up never uh, doing. So, hmm. look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Well, well, we're on the subject of uh, completely unrelated things. Let's get into some news. Okay, sounds good. News. Um, so, I guess the big news that I have been watching this past week is Quantic Dream, which is David Cage's studio, uh, the studio behind Heavy Rain. Beyond Two Souls. Yep. And the upcoming Detroit Beyond Become, Human, right? Become Human. Become Human, something like that. So Euro, uh, Euro Gamer came out with an article of basically translated reports that said uh, the 
uh, the founders, uh, one of which I cannot pronounce his name. I really do apologize. And David Cage. What's the name? Uh, that Guillaume de Fondimia. Fondimia? Oh, no. no, because that that's an accidentity. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I do not speak French. He's, it's yeah, it's French. It's a very French name. So they these reports, like three separate reports, uh, were published that said they had an extremely unhealthy studio culture at Quantic Dream. And the founders are accused of inappropriate behavior, overworking staff, and colluding in, or at least turning a blind eye to, a schoolboy culture involving sexist and racist jokes. So, of course, the Quantic came out and said they denied all the allegations. They were very surprised and shocked by the ranting, uh, the rantings of former employees. Um, and then... Some pictures came out, like we're talking like 600 Photoshop pictures that include uh, Quantic Dreams collaborators in sexual position adorned with homophobic or sexist slurs or even made up to look like Nazis. So these were all sent out in group emails to the company, by the way, um, including the owners and the uh, I, this is a known thing. I believe this happened early in 2017, and so they got like rid all all of that stuff. But it's just kind of like another like little. It's a cherry on top of this story that they're like, oh hey, remember this? Remember when this happened? How the owners of the company refused to do anything about it? And so that's kind of another. Uh, allegation accused uh, story that is just kind of rocking game developers right now. So the thing is about this, I guess, is they updated the story saying that like some of the translation was wrong. Um, instead of inappropriate conduct or contact or anything. It was more of like, you know how in like uh, European society you like kiss each other on the cheek, but like don't actually kiss each other? Like you like whatever, yeah, it's the like air kissing. Yeah. Um, they said that that was happening, but the contact was more than what's considered appropriate. I don't know what that means. I am not an expert in European culture, so I don't know what is appropriate and what isn't. Um, I think that is all kind of strange anyways. Always kind of have. But, um, like, so, there's a couple of things about this story. The day after the report, two employees sent out a series of tweets uh, challenging the reports and calling the environment anything but toxic. And so now it's kind of like he said, they said, he said, they said thing. And so I don't know exactly really what to believe in this, in this uh, story because you have specific allegations that should be taken seriously and then 
like employees saying like this would never happen in this in this company and i think that's where the the line is starting to get really super fuzzy and really hard to follow um more surprising uh is quantic dreams reaction to it uh, I think is really fascinating. Like even like Sony France came out and they're like, uh, we we hold our uh, third parties or our relationships to a high standard, but they are in their own companies. And so Sony just backed away from it. Which is probably smart for them to do. Yeah, I mean, they have very little to do other than be like, oh, we're going to cut our deal with you now. And we're not going to support you. So, I mean, that's kind of not necessarily the greatest route, I think, for either of them. Yeah, because, I mean, the game they're making is probably going to be real, like a big game. So, I think it would be bad for like to cut support now at this point. Yeah. When the game's, you know, months away from release. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a whole weird situation. Yeah, and I think Quantic's, like, reaction to it, they're just like... Uh, they were just like, we fiercely deny this. I think is a a very strange way to go about it. You know, we've seen it from a couple developers that kind of come out and they're like, uh, we do not think this is happening, but we will analyze the situation and we will look at the way our like our studio operates, and we will go from there and try to make things better. But this was very much like, no, this never happened. And it's probably not the greatest way to approach that. Whether it did or whether it didn't actually occur. I think, like, even if you're not going to admit to it, saying that we will try our best or we're trying our best to make the environment a welcome environment for everybody is is a welcomed thing to say. If that makes sense. No. I don't, know. I don't really have an answer. I mean, you, you can have an opinion on this. I think I kind of expected it. It was just like, well, how they handled it was poor. Done poorly. And I don't know. Okay. I'm just kind of getting like, like no offense to like you or whatever, like the people that this affected to. I'm just kind of getting sick of like hearing stories like this, to be honest. Yeah, well, it sucks, but, um, like, it's the world we live in. I know, but I feel like it's just day after day, there's allegations of something, something, something. I was like, ugh. Yeah, but, I mean, that's that's a good thing. Well, like, people have been, like, forced to keep quiet their I know. entire I mean, lives. I, I, I know, I know, I'm still saying, like, I'm sounding like, selfish for saying this, but it's just kind of like... It's taxing. I need I need some positive, I need, like... Game, oh, don't worry. Game don't. Studio was rushed by Golden Retriever puppies today. That sounds awesome. Everyone laid down and had the time of their lives. Yeah. No worries. We do have happy stories okay, today. That's good. I'm, I'm but it's just like one of those things. I think that I think like every time something like this comes out, it's an important story to analyze and maybe look at. Uh, partially because as a society, I think we are growing from what we may have been in the past. And I'm not saying that every story that comes out is either legitimate. Or as bad as people are saying, but I like even like giving an outlet for people like that feel abused to come out and say something is so important. 
And I think as a society, we can't like stop focusing on those things because that's how we grow. Like, the, I think that that goes for basically anything, really. You know, if uh, if you give if you give an outlet for oppressed people to talk, then we as a society learn things, and that's always good. Society learning things is a good thing. Um, I I like society, and I want to see it grow. And so I think that's kind of where these stories lie. We'll see what happens. Again, it's another one of those stories that I we may never even hear the end of. I mean, it may just kind of go away uh, once we realize that maybe things aren't as bad and maybe some employees felt things were taken too far when they weren't necessarily taken too far. And maybe this isn't the greatest outlet to uh, approach this on. It's like, uh, I forget the studio, but they... They were they pitched a, an RPG Star Wars game to EA, and EA came out basically shut it, like said didn't take on the project, like they didn't want to deal with it, uh, and so they went to Twitter and were like, hey, here's all these screenshots uh, from this game we were working on wasn't that we the, pitched to EA. Wasn't the visceral one? No, oh, okay. not the visceral one, because this one was never taken up. Okay. And so they're like, uh, here's all of these awesome screenshots and this artwork and these like, visuals we're working on uh, that EA decided that they didn't want to like take on. And they just basically blasted it on Twitter. Which is the wrong way to go about things. Because if, like, like it's one thing, like, if you're creating a reel and you're like, oh, these are things that we've worked on that haven't been picked up. That's fine. But to, especially, like, in a studio like EA uh, and the way people feel about Starways and EA right now, to come out on Twitter and be like, yo, they just hate Star Wars. And they hate single, like single uh like player. like first person like single player star wars things they hate these stuff like to just go out on twitter like that's the wrong way to approach these things <laughs> um like it, it's just especially like if you think about that studio is going to have to be picked up by a publisher at some point and they're now going to look back at this and think oh man I don't think I want to work with these people because this is what they do when things go bad. Or like what happens if we say no about something? Are they going to blast us on Twitter about it? Um, some things can be handled under wraps, which is the wrong term to use. But I think, I think you get my point on that. Uh-huh. Well, I've talked for the past 15 minutes. Yep. We need to take a break, uh, and we'll be right back.
I told you we we're going to get to some happy video game things. Austin, have you been playing any video games lately? Kind of. Oh, well, that was sad. Um, I haven't played anything new except Dragon Ball Fighter. Is it Fighters oh. or Fighter so, okay. Z? I I believe it's Fighter Z. Because that makes sense. Because it's Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. That's what I was gonna go with. But yeah. I know all the people are like it's Dragon Ball Fighters. I don't know. Let's just go with Fighter Z. I went Fighter Z. I like that. So the beta was this last weekend. It was. And I did play it. In and what did you think? I want this game a lot. I want that game a lot <laughs> as oh well. Oh my gosh. Because I mean I grew up playing like Dragon Ball. Budokai and Budokai 2 on the PS2 back in the day. Like, that was like my introduction to fighting games. And this, that's exactly what this reminded me of. And it was so much fun. Yeah, no, I had a lot of fun playing it. I didn't get too much time with it. I wish I would have gotten more. But I, like, I'm really excited for that game. I've been excited for that game for a while I, 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 I kind of was like, eh, it's gonna, I think it's going to be okay. Because like, I like Dragon Ball Fighters and stuff. And... But the fact that I like playing it, I was like, I was literally blown away. I was like on the ch- chat with my brother at the time, and I'm playing and like literally like at this one point like combo, like a super good combo, and then finished it off with a kamehameha, whatever you call them, kamehameha, kamehameha, like yeah. literally like it was like a it was like a seven eight chain combo, and then I finished it off with that and killed the guy, and I was just like, woo, like started cheering, like I need this game. Yeah, no, I am, I'm real pumped for that. Uh, I don't know, like I like I'm the same way with fighter games, like fighting games that I've been for a long time, where I like I want them really bad and never actually get into them. Yeah. But I like I every time I see this game, I want I want it more. And like I saw this at PAX. Uh and I didn't play it. Like I like I stood by the line and watched some people play it and stuff. I never played it just because uh I didn't have anybody to play against and I didn't want to get destroyed in front of a ton of people. But I am really pumped for that game. No, I think it's gonna be a good one. Like, the game looks great. It plays really well. Like for the beta, it was super smooth. I had, didn't have any issues. Yeah, I know they had some like network issues and stuff. But so, again, and like people were complaining about it. again, it's a beta that happens. It's the point of the beta, so they right. can test out the server stuff. Because I mean, it comes out like in like just a few days, right? The 20th, um, right? No. Dragon Ball. It's 26th. 26th. Yes. Yeah, I have it down here. Yeah, uh, yeah the 26th. So, honestly, that's probably, soon. probably going to be the first game I buy this year. Yeah, I think it's going to be up there for me. Uh, I, yeah, I'm really excited for that game. I like the look of it. Oh, but, yeah, See, it I never like. I never got into Dragon Ball Z or any of that Any of that kind of stuff. So, I, I, I mean, I did watch that. That was like the, I guess they consider it anime now. Was it considered anime back then? I don't oh yeah, know. totally. Well, I guess I guess it's like my only. It's totally an anime. Well, I just thought it was a cartoon when I was a kid. So it's a it's an American anime. Yeah, it was like on when I watched on Toonami or whatever it was. Back in a manime. Um, a manime? Yeah. Is that a thing? Um, I don't know. I don't think. I mean, so. I watched Dragon Ball Z for quite a while when I was like when I was in elementary school when it was like super popular back then. Seriously, that was probably one of the first ones that I was like, yeah, I don't like this art style. I hate anime. And that was as a kid, and I've I've held that belief. Well, I mean, I didn't really think like that, but now I'm like, you know, I don't think anime is that cool. Ooh, I know I might offend some people, but yeah, that's just my thing. But I still like I still like Dragon Ball Z, and I watched Dragon Ball too. I mean, it was like, yeah, I watched the whole thing, and yeah, like I said, I never got into that. So it's nostalgic for me. It's nostalgic for me. 
So I like it. Yeah, but. I'm really excited. It's not nostalgic at all. I just think it plays really super well, and it, it looks really, it does. really and good. And I liked it. I like it. It's cool. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pumped it. for that game. So, yeah, that's that's literally, I think it's literally all I've played. Really? I know. Coming. So, so the other beta that was going on this weekend was Final Fantasy Dissidia, I believe, NT. Uh, it's on here somewhere. Yeah, NT. Dissidia okay. Final Fantasy NT. Which Dissidia was a game prior, but I don't remember too much about it. This is a very strange game. So, it, it's basically... Let's take all of the characters from Final Fantasy and throw them in a kind of battle arena style fight. Uh, but it's like it's uh, over the shoulder third person. And the controls are super complex. Uh, I like I played quite a bit of it and still felt like I was trying to figure out which attack to do when. And how to combo attacks, or mm -hmm. how to even trigger attacks. Yeah, I was I was going to download it, and I saw it was like sixteen gigs. But, ooh, never mind. We'll just All right, you have you have data caps. I'll download everything. But uh, yeah, I was I enjoyed that game, but I don't think I'm going to get into it. It, it seemed fun, and I was enjoying it. But I like I don't see my friend group playing this. And so I don't I'd see, see two, where... two of our friends playing this. I don't. Jesse and Jason? Nope. I, I can't see them playing this. I don't know. Maybe they will. We talked about it last night about getting into it, but I don't know. I, we didn't end up doing it. Uh, I think the beta actually lasts quite a bit longer. I think we still have a couple days on it. Maybe only one day. I don't know. But it's, it's a fascinating game. It's like it's kind of hack and slash-ish. But maybe a little more nuanced, and you like you kind of like go around. You have three players on each team, and your goal is to knock down three lives. So nobody dies, but you get incapacitated, and your team loses a life. And so the goal is you have to get your enemy team three lives down. And like even like if you don't if that doesn't happen, you actually lose the game. So both teams can lose the game. And uh, it's just you go around, you like you attack the other players, you have specific attacks that do different things, obviously. And then like you try to regain HP between you and your colleagues, and I don't know. Then like these weird. Uh, crystals show up and you have to go attack the crystal and that gives you a specific power up that you unlock outside of the game and that you choose at the starting screen and so i don't know if it's the same for everybody in the beta or not but like the person i unlocked is this dude that has this gigantic beard that looks like like elephant tusks and he throws lightning and so if you hit, uh, if you get enough of the crystals, your team can summon that person, uh, which will then do like a ton of damage to your team. But it was also a very much like an AOE attack, so it was easy to dodge. But I don't know, it seemed cool and it seemed like something I might like. I just don't know if I'm in it enough to really spend a lot of money on it. And to be honest, because it comes out 
the week after, or just four days after Dragon Ball. Yeah. I'd rather just get Dragon Ball Fighter. And then, I mean, that's the same day Monster Hunter World comes out, too. So Yeah, which is the problem, because I'm going to get Monster Hunter World, uh, and it's going to eat my life. I I mean, I, I haven't really watched anything on the game, so maybe I should check it out, because... It looks incredible. God, it looks so good. Um... So yeah, that's kind of like what my weekend was, is uh, playing those betas. Watching I, some Overwatch. Yeah, watching some Overwatch. I did play some Nier. Um, still kind of kind of trudging my way through that. I am liking it more as it goes along, which is kind of what I've heard about this game. Uh, I can see where it's kind of tough to get into, but the longer I play it, the more I'm like, yeah, I can see myself doing this for 40 hours. Um, I think I'm about which is, which is surprising six for you. hours in right now. Whoa. I know, I know, it's crazy. You you would like hit hit the, hit like the ten fifteen hour mark. I'm done. Yeah, usually, and that may happen. It, I may get through one of the endings and just be like, eh, I'm done. But I don't know there's some complexity in that game that you have to find yourself. And then you realize, you're like, oh, wow, there are a lot of systems that I have to manage. And I don't know. I The story doesn't have me super compelled yet other than, like, the friendly uh, whatever machines you meet. Those are super cool. And so I'm, like, really interested. I know there's, like, an undertone here that I'm trying to figure out. And you'll probably discover by the end of the game. And so I'm really excited to see what that is. But yeah, Nier is a super cool game. Once you figure out how to upgrade your weapons and get new weapons and stuff and your attacks start going, like getting stronger and stuff, it becomes pretty cool. I am now carrying, like I've been upgrading the sword you get at the very beginning because it seems to work really super well. And then I bought this like super big axe. And yeah, man, I look so cool. <laughs> I look so cool running around with that thing. That's near. Um, I'm really near. enjoying the game. Yeah. Other than that, I've just been staring at my Steam library like, do I really want to play a game right now? And then I launch Overwatch and play it. Yeah. I don't even plug in my computer Working, yet. Working my way through the solo queue, which... That's been going pretty okay. So I hit it like, so I jumped into competitive Overwatch this year or this season, right? And won the first game of my placement matches and then lost nine in a row because every single team I played on had a Widowmaker who did nothing and played terribly. Every single team, every single one of them. And so uh, my rank is super low. Because I lost nine games in a row. Uh, so, like, I'm going in all these games and doing really super well. And it feels really nice. But it's, it's nice to, like, getting working my solo queue back up to where it should be. Which is gold. I should be gold. At least. At least. Let's talk about some more news. Yeah. Yeah, we are a new show. You know what? All. Sure, whatever. We're something. I don't know what we are. I I don't actually care what we are. We are whatever we want to be. 
But so there, I mean, it's kind of a slow news time. Uh, the first couple of weeks of January are never hard hitting. It won't be for a couple of weeks before games start releasing and news starts coming out and blah, blah, blah. But there has been some stuff uh, to come out. And most of it's kind of clickbaity, but eh, we'll talk about it anyways. So, uh, whatever this website is, WCCF Tech, I've, I have never heard of them, but they ran this article, uh, like, with a quote from the, uh, the head of communications for Remedy Entertainment. And that basically said that Remedy Entertainment is moving away from the traditional AAA single-player experience because it costs 10 times the amount to make a game that it did like 10 years ago. And really, the only way you're going to make money is from multiplayer... Loot boxes. Loot box-driven experiences. Like Destiny, right? And Call of Duty and Battlefront and all those ones. These games that you like, you really expect the multiplayer to be what keeps bringing people back. Um, and so, I don't know. That was, I think, like a kind of a sad thing to yeah, come thought, out I and say. You talked about weird happy news stories coming. Well, I know. That's sad. Well, kind of, we've been talking about like this, like how I think EA has even said that like, they don't really want to do single player experiences anymore. Right. As so, they're releasing that. Yeah, so this article said, one. he then reiterated that a one and done type of game also frustrates developers from a creative standpoint, as consumers tend to play those games very quickly after the creatives have spent years of their lives conceiving this fictional world. So if you think about that, it's like. I guess I kind of understand that. Like, if you're going to spend three years of your life making a game, and then people are going to play it for ten hours and be done, like, I guess there's part of me that kind of feels, like, empathetic to that. Or uh, sympathetic? Sympathetic. Yeah. But um, at the same time, I look at, like, let's talk about, like, Fulbright in Portland, who spends, like, three years creating Tacoma. That you finish in two two hours, but everything in that game is so handcrafted and so like loved down to like oh you see that pen over there you can pick up that pen you see that cup you can pick up that cup you see that magazine you can pick up that magazine and you, everything is so well designed and that's why like that game is so compelling and like and I, there's I, something I, to be said about leaving art behind. That, like, when I die, like, I want something that I created to exist in this world. That's the dry spellcast. No, but it's, like, like that's the thing. Like, if you look at, like, the way Fulbright <laughs> approaches games, like, they're okay with that. Well, and they've made some of the games that people will be talking about for a long time, like Gone Home. And yeah, and I mean, stuff. like, everybody I know talks about Gone Home at some point in their life. Uh, whether, like, I have had arguments about whether Gone Home is a game or not. But still, like, there is a piece of art that you know these people buy. 
Uh, and, you know, like for Remedy, we have like Alan Wake. And that is a game that people know and people will Isn't talk it about. Is like a re-release too? No. I saw something on that. I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. I know they have something coming up, but I think like Alan Wake was the one that they killed last year. Or maybe, they pulled well, off I think, Steam. Yeah, I know. I think it's coming to Switch now or something. I don't know. That's weird. I saw something about Alan Wake just like the other day. Like legit. I feel like I would have seen that, but maybe. Like I'm not I'm not ruling it out. I just don't remember that. I will pull up my smart telephone. Do it. Pull up your smart telephone while we take a break, and when we come back, we will figure that out. Austin is looking up um, Alan Wake for me. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is... I don't know. I I think that that is the wrong way to approach game making. But also, when you are looking at running a business, it's very different. Uh, If you have people who are going to believe in your studio then that's like one thing you know i think about all the hours i put in like oblivion and look at skyrim skyrim is a triple a single player experience that people have put thousands upon thousands of hours i've put a lot of my life into skyrim yeah and sure they release they release it every year in some different form but still like if you look at the original skyrim like i remember playing it on pc for several years at a time well, I mean, when I first bought it, I bought it on PS3 because I didn't have a PC back then. I literally, I, I'm pretty sure I've told this story before, but like, it was like, came out 2011, like November 2011, so like it went on Christmas break shortly after it came out, and I was playing it pretty heavily. Well, actually, what happened, I had a character, and I think I got him like level 40 or so, mm-hmm. and then it got deleted. I forget exactly what happened, but I lost my character. Rest in peace, John Ralphio. Um... So Christmas break, I started a new character, and I mean, I didn't play t- a ton, but this is back when Boise State didn't go back until like the third week of January. So during this time, my, my sister and my brother are all both on Christmas break too. So they went back uh, a week and two weeks before me, like respectively or whatever. So there was a week of Christmas break where I was just like by myself, and I literally mm-hmm. woke up, played Skyrim, till I went to bed, all for for a literally solid oh, yes, I've week. Done that. And that was just like, and that was just the start of Skyrim for me. I mean, that was like I I was playing. Oh yeah, no, I told you. For me, it was Oblivion. I used to play like I had one class, History One Hundred (laughs) Two, that I played Oblivion in every single day. I loved that game. Oblivion was good. I mean, I didn't get Oblivion until like later because it didn't come out for the PlayStation until like the summer before Skyrim came out. So. I mean, we bought it, though, because it came out because we knew Skyrim was coming, and like, so we bought well, this Game of the Year edition is all it had. And my brother and I, we had a share, but like, we just played the crap out of it as much as we could before Skyrim came out. So even my friends like who like, was like, like you, like loved Oblivion, like played it in their dorms all the time and stuff, and they're like, he's like, man, you guys have played that game like a ton. I'm like, yeah, like we can't stop. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. 
Let's talk about some game updates. Get it, get it. Yeah, so uh, a couple of quick game updates that we want to hit before we end this hour. Um, first of all, Cyberpunk 27.7. Still nobody has any idea what this game is, but it exists, we think. It's existed for, like, years. Yes, so they announced this in 2012. Oh, my. It's been six years, almost? Yes. Wow. Uh, so... Cyberpunk game, which is their official Twitter, tweeted out asterisk beep asterisk beep. So the internet went crazy over this. Like, oh, this is uh, this is them like hinting something big is coming. I don't know. Maybe the guy just like that runs the Twitter just got bored and tweeted out like, a beep. You know, it'd be hilarious if I just tweet something and everyone's gonna lose their minds. I would do that. Beep. It's it's the Kofifi effect. Kofifi. It was tweeted out, and then the world goes crazy uh, until there's nuclear war. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, uh, maybe something's coming up we, with Cyberpunk. I mean, we know we know something's going to come, come out for this game because, like, CD Projekt Red even said, like, we are moving all of our resources to Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Like, it's, it's happening. We're working on it. And we know, I know CD Projekt Red's not going to release anything until the game's like ready to go well and that's the funny thing if you go back and watch the original trailer mm-hmm. it's set, like when it says the due date it says coming when it's ready yeah <laughs> like, like what they're fully aware that especially like the caliber of games cd project reds make red makes i mean you look at the last like the witcher games i mean for the time they came out they pushed the limits they were huge games i mean the original witcher was a crazy big game witcher 2 was awesome and then obviously witcher 3 was a huge success and now it's kind of got them rethinking about you know maybe we should do another witcher title because of how well three sold obviously so i wouldn't put anything past like anything less than remarkable that they're going to do with this game considering they've been working on it for six years or more yes yeah so i mean that's all there really is to say about that is they just kind of like they just want to stir the pot, and this did it. Well, and I bet this will be the year that we probably see something on this game. I, I imagine we'll see something this year. Um, if not sooner than E3, definitely at E3. Yeah. In some form or another. It's just going to go beep, and, it's, and then it's going to say Cyberpunk 2077. And then, yes. Oh, man, that would be the best. <laughs> um, other than that, so this actually comes from a friend, uh of an actor working on Days Gone who said that his friends who was working on Days Gone uh, said that there is a whole bunch of hours of cinematics. So I'm interested to see what this game is going to be. Um, Truly, because I feel like both things that they've shown at E3 have been kind of different. Well, because the first one was... I forget. It was always like the guy where he's like running around just mowing down like tons of zombies. Right. The he first goes time. into the like compound and like they like attack him and then he escapes the compound. And then the next one was like he's like sneaking through the woods and like right. uses the zombies to clear out people. It was kind of a cool. So yeah, I've really no idea. Obviously, like, I get you're living in zombie zombie land here, but right. What is the plot? Who are you? What is life? I we don't are, know. We are everything. Um, but we are also nothing. Yeah, I'm interested. Obviously, like this is going to be a huge game for Sony. I think people are pretty hyped for this game right now. 
I I think it's definitely like if you look at Sony's list, like this is definitely I mean, up they there for. They spent a lot of time on it at E3 this last yes. 2017. So I I mean it's supposed to be slated to come out this year, right? I don't actually know. I think like there is a potential that it's coming out, but they have not been clear on if it is or not. There, it's rumored to come out this year, but nothing has actually pointed to saying it will actually happen. We've had no solid release date, right? Which I mean is fine. I'm I'm okay with games not giving a release date until like it's I hate when they're like here's a release date, Psych JK. Here's the next release release date, Psych JK. Um, and just right. keep pushing it back. I'm like, if you know it's going to be delayed, don't give it a release date to start with and get people's hopes up. Yeah. Well, and then you also get into the way it pressures like studios to meet that release date. But I think, and that sucks. Yeah, I, I think Sony is pretty good about that, not pressuring studios too hard. Because, I mean... I think it depends on the studio and what they're making. Good point. I mean, if it's like, you know, Naughty Dog, I bet they're not going to pressure Naughty Dog very hard because Naughty Dog's made some phenomenal games. Yeah. And they're probably like, you know what? Take your time on Last of Us 2. Don't really care. Kind of thing. And then or they're like, Hideo Kojima, I don't know what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows what's <laughs> happening there. We don't need to talk about that again. Well, we're going to go ahead. We are going to finish our first hour here, and we are going to come back with more video game news. Stay tuned. We'll be here. Welcome back, Austin. Hello. So let's talk about some video game news. Just kind of running through it before we run out of news to talk about and then just sit quietly for like 30 minutes. So, uh, I mean, but you could just keep talking for 30 minutes. Give me a topic and I'll talk about it. Anything? Anything. How about the un- unrest in the Middle East? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. The Middle East. No, I'm not going to rant about the Middle East right now. Uh, do you... Did I ever show you or have you ever seen Mr. Sprinkles? No. Mr. Sprinkles was the cartoon that... Oh, God. What was that show? It was this stupid show on... VH1 or maybe Adult Swim. I can't really remember, but it was like a show that you could vote on. Like, so they would show you a bunch of programs, then you would go on and vote which ones you liked the best. And then that show would continue getting made. And so it was kind of like a variety hour or something. So one of the cartoons on it was called Mr. Sprinkles. And the creators behind it now make Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. So Roland and Dan Harmon. Yes. And so this this show was about like a, basically a cat in the hat figure. Actually, and they've actually had references of Mr. Sprinkles in Rick and Morty. Yes. Like Easter eggs and stuff. Well and uh Mr. Poopy Butthole is kind of like him in a in a weird way. But he's the he's this washed up old 
uh, Cat in the Hat, basically. And he he goes around and breaks into homes when it's raining outside to play with children, which is not an acceptable thing. And so, anyways, uh, at one point, he's with, like, his psychiatrist, and he starts going off about the Middle East. And, like, I will never forget that because, like, it was so funny. And then, like, they're in, like, the, like this courtroom scene. And the psychiatrist was, like, talking. He's, like, and then he just started going off about the Middle East. And I, like, I don't know. It just, like, cracks me up. Mr. Sprinkles, you should look it up. Like, I found it on YouTube some time ago. They have, like, all, like, ten episodes or something of Mr. Sprinkles on there. Totally worth it. Stupid cartoon. Uh, maybe some adult themes here and there. But it was... It was something else, man. Well, I mean, if it's from the creators of Rick and Morty, I feel like it's not going to be too bad. It was pretty bad. <coughs> I mean, it was pretty bad. But um, so there's that. Uh, otherwise, uh, let's let's talk about news, I guess. Uh, so Bloomberg, which is a mildly famous financial uh, outlet. Ran an article this past week titled, The World's Top Selling Video Game Has a Cheating Problem. Can you guess what I'm talking about? PUBG. Yes. Uh, and I guess this is like, if you've played Player Unknown's Battlegrounds in the past month, you are well aware of this. In the lower levels of play, it's not too bad, but if you're like at the upper level of play, there is rampant cheating. Uh, you know, there's x-ray hacks where they just shoot you through mountains. Uh, like, Wait, what? Yes. Huh. Like, you can watch some of these replays where people, like, just kind of, like, stop, point at a mountain, shoot, headshot. Because you can shoot through the environment. Yeah. Uh, and so there's, like, all sorts of ways to buy these cheats. Right, you can go on forums and websites and stuff like that and actually pay for these cheats. I don't know why you would. First of all, that ruins the game yeah. for not only you but everybody who you're playing against. But it's the same reason that you like one out of every ten CS:GO matches has somebody with aimbot on. Uh, it's just I I don't know why people feel the need to do that it's like an insecurity or something i i gotta find this thing my brother sent me it's not a cheating thing but it's just kind of funny oh. um it's about PUBG. yeah i mean i don't maybe it isn't an insecurity thing that people like have to like i have to be better than the rest of the world it's cheating in this video game so it was like on a PUBG like discussion post or whatever, and the guy posted, I have confession. I don't play to win. I play to fill my inventory with the worst stuff I can find, and then I hide until the end game to make whoever loots my body think, what the hell? Who carries around 10 p pistol silencers and 14 stun grenades? <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. See, I, that's the fun. Uh, that's a hilarious thing. That is kind of fun. That's good. Um, the greatest feeling in the world is killing somebody, like looting their body. Uh, just in general, but uh, in game to 
find like that they looted a crate. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you get like the M249 oh, or like they're a ghillie suit or something. That's the greatest feeling in the world when you're like, oh my god, they looted the crate. And you um, get their stuff. Yes. Um, PUBG, as a side note, has kind of ruined me for other shooters. Not for like because it's like the best shooter of all time. But like when I play Siege, I kill someone and I have like a need to go run to the body and pick their stuff up. And I'm like, wait. Wait, this doesn't do I'm anything. In, I'm not. I'm like, what? Where is the box that should have fallen out of their body? <laughs> um, no, but anyways, so the cheating. Yeah, so that, it's a pretty rampant problem. Um, and so Tencent, which is developing, which is the Chinese developer making their like mobile versions. Uh, so Tencent and Bluehole have enlisted the Chinese police to arrest cheat makers, which is the craziest sentence to ever come out of my mouth. And not only that, but it's working. Like they are arresting people who are making these cheats. Um, and they said to date, beyond that, to date, six percent of players in Player Unknown's battlegrounds have been banned for cheating. Six percent is a lot of 6%. people. Six percent. That's a lot of people when you have three hundred million, or not three hundred, three, three oh million. Oh my god! <laughs> the <laughs> entire population <laughs> of the globe. <laughs> Seven billion people are playing this game. No, um, but three million people plus are playing this game. Six percent of that's a lot of people. Well, I think it's up to like twenty. But owners. Probably like like twenty million. Yeah, so six yeah, percent of that, five or something. Six percent like of that is a lot of people. That's a lot of people, man. Uh, and that's like that's bizarre and sad. But that's kind of the way it is. Uh, but there's always they, people out there to ruin everything. Yeah, and every major game goes through this. They really do, especially PC games because they're easier to hack and easier to do these things too. Because you have a file system, you can actually like get on without modding your system, and so I don't know. That's that's real. That's a real bummer, dude. But to see this article in Bloomberg, I thought was really fascinating. Um, and I don't know. That's that sucks. Uh, talking about another thing that sucks. I swear to God, there's happy stuff in here. Uh, Dark Side of Gaming, which is a website that I ended up on at some point, reported EA is using a dynamic difficulty adjustment to get rid of fair matchmaking. Didn't we which talk is about a this? super clickbaity article. So there was a patent by Blizzard yeah. Activision some time ago. That they found that you like talks about this. Well, so the more people looked, the more they found that EA might have actually incorporated this in certain ways. So originally, the idea is that it's used to drive up player engagement with the game. So if you are beating things too easily, then you're going to stop engaging with that game. So it starts to tweak it to make it a little bit harder. Uh, and vice versa. If it's too hard, it can kind of tweak it to make it a little easier. And that's going to drive player engagement. Uh, and I totally understand that. Uh, I think like if you look at uh, Hellblade, it has that automatic difficulty. I, I, from my understanding, it's kind of like that. 
but where this gets nefarious and they couldn't cite any like specific examples of where this is happening. So I'm not going to say it is happening, but there's the possibility that used in a matchmaking situation, this can lead to the purchase of microtransactions. And like it sounds like crazy, but when you like, put, oh no, my tinfoil hat is on. No, but like, but the fact that like when you actually sit and think about it, you're like, you know what? I can actually see EA doing this. I don't want to say that I can see EA doing this. I can see a lot of companies doing this. Yeah, it's good just point. EA is under fire right now, and so it's just another thing to light on that fire. No. But if if it wants to take pairs of players. And then, like, make somebody feel like the only way they're going to succeed is if they buy a microtransaction. That's bad. It's really bad. Really, really bad. And so the idea is that it's at such a micro level that you'll never notice it, but it's still there. You know what they should do? This is probably never going to happen. I'm just throwing it out there. They have, need to figure, should find out a system of, like, that puts you, like, in a group of, like, since you've bought this many loot boxes or whatever, it puts you in a group of people, and it's, like, it bunches those people together and only matchmakes with those people so it's more fair. Yeah. So if you, like, have the need to spend, you know, a ton of money on loot boxes, it'll put you with people who have also spent a ton of money on loot boxes so it's more fair. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is a... You heard it here first. I think that isn't, like, a way to skirt around the idea that, like, you need to sell loot boxes. And I obviously I believe that there is ways to make money and make a game without loot boxes, without selling loot boxes. Um, or you can, or there's better ways to do. It. I mean, look at Overwatch. Right. I well, think, uh, we've talked about yeah. when loot boxes are acceptable and when they're not. Well, I think I Overwatch think is killed that. Subject. It does it right because you can get loot boxes without spending money, like leveling up or doing the arcade or whatever. And I think every game that has loot boxes does that to an extent. But again, like that, that is such well, a different. I know, like subject. Call of Duty, they like it gives you like credits, and then but then you can spend money on more credits. Right. Well, that's the way PUBG works as well. Yeah, I know. Um, but then you can sell it for real money on Steam. <laughs> right. Well, that's 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 a whole nother subject. <laughs> I actually sold a trading card for four cents, so I have four cents nice. in my Steam account. I sold a treasure. That I got from attending the international for a hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, you're lucky. And there are there are still like things like going on CS:GO or like hats in TF2 that are selling for hundreds of dollars. People love their hats, man. But that's that's totally besides the point. That's another like a terrible subject that I don't really want to talk about right now. Right now, but um, I don't know. I doubt this. I doubt we will ever see this system used, but you can never tell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's again, that's like tinfoil hat is on my head right now when I talk about it. Um, one last news story before we hit a break. Uh, the creator of Prince of Persia, Jordan Mechner, tweeted out. We're doing our best to make a Prince of Persia game happen. So does this mean that a Prince of Persia might come? 
That'd be cool. I could see a reboot of that. I think it'd be pretty awesome. I could see a reboot of that looking exactly like Assassin's Creed, which is what I'm more worried about. Yeah. I mean, it's got to have its elements of Prince of Persia, like obviously with the sands that can control time, and obviously, but the even sands like of time isn't isn't that only in Prince of Persia: Sands of Time? I thought you had the ability in the rest of the rest of the games. I guess I only played Sands of Time. Uh, I mean, I it's been so long since I played a, played a Prince of Persia game, so I can't really tell you. I remember playing number three most vividly, but even then, when you're like turning bad at the same time, I don't know. It was so. I don't yeah, know. I remember that. You're like game, turning like, like a bad like. It's like Dark Link or whatever it is. It's like the same kind of. I don't know. I would welcome a new Prince of Persia game if it was done like, like re like revitalized the system or the game and like refreshed it and you know brings it to today's standards of gaming. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I think that we could use a Prince of Persia in this world because it's it is different than Assassin's Creed. I mean, in a way, and we have to get rid of that game, like we or that movie. I mean, oh, I know. We, we get a, we've got to get past that. Jake Gyllenhaal. We need a Persian, Jake Gyllenhaal, but like it's he's from <laughs> per- Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, you sold me, man. Okay, well <laughs> we need to hit our break now. We'll be right back. things uh talking about oh boy oh boy there we go okay um (laughs) computer things people computer things uh so sega is revealing something tomorrow we don't know what it is it may be named senki which is the url of the countdown site which is why people are thinking that it's a new sonic game just (laughs) sonic forces 2 uh, it may be a reference. So in 1991, Sega released a uh, a strategy RPG for the Genesis called Bahamut Asenki. Uh and so maybe it is something towards that. We don't know. They just you can go on a website and Sega is counting down to something. Sega. Yes. Something. Something. Something, something is, is coming. coming. That was really weird. Um, there's something. There's something on the wing. I need some, to steal the Declaration of Independence. Some thing on the wing. I think we're talking about two different movies here. I don't know. I, I just went all Nicolas Cage. And I went all William Shatner. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went like Twilight Zone. Oh, I just went, I just went Nicolas Cage. Uh, Connor. Oh, man. So, no. I love Nicolas Cage to death. I know everyone's like, oh, Nicolas Cage. I'm like, I honestly, I actually like Nicolas Cage. I do too. And I actually have a friend who met him in Hollywood and said he's like the nicest guy. Oh, that's nice. That's nice to hear. That makes me feel good as a person. Because he was like down there for film school and like met him. And he's like, yeah, Nicolas Cage is like the nicest guy I've ever met. I bet. He sounds like a nice dude. I don't know. His movies usually suck. So, uh... 
there's that. So before we left for break, we brought up this story about Crytek suing Cloud Imperium, the developers behind Star Citizen. And there is a little bit of an update to that um, since we last reported on it. And uh, so now, let's see, a motion filed uh, by... Uh, Cloud Imperium said this action should have never been filed. It, cla it claimed that Crytek's lawsuit sacrifices legal sufficiency for loud publicity. Mm. Um, and so that is like kind of an interesting thing. Um, this, is, this is way beyond my understanding of legal proceedings. Uh, basically, if I remember right, it comes down to, like, they were using Crytek. They lost their license to use Crytek, so they were switching to another engine. But there is stuff in, like, inside of the game that still is kind of based on the Crytek engine. And so Crytek was suing them uh, for the use of that. But... I don't know. Like, like this is this is way too complicated for me. Um, if you are interested in that, you can follow. There's a GameSpot article on it, and just search Star Citizen, and you'll see probably 10 million uh, things pop up because Star Citizen has been around for the majority of my life. Yeah, is it ever going to come out? So no. <laughs> It's just it's just that game that's like always going to be there but never there. Right? Yes. Okay. Because I've seen some things on it. I'm like, yeah, game actually kind of looks pretty cool. Oh right? no, they like the developers still update it and like they still give developer updates. People are still interested in that game. People still fork out money to that game. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got Mark Hamill as a voice actor, so doing something right. I don't know if you watched any of the last Star Wars movies. Mark Hamill will do anything for money. Okay. Um, Let's talk about big format gaming displays, which we saw at CES. Um, I didn't see them because I was at CES. I was here in Boise, Idaho, which was not the place in which CES took place. But uh, Acer, Asus, and HP are coming out with what they call BFGDs. What was that again? BFGDs. Big format gaming displays. Oh, I was thinking so. I know. Totally I know. Else. Me too. Me too. Every time I see it, it cracks me up. Um, we're talking displays, monitors that are 65 inches, run at 4K at 120 hertz, have G-Sync, HDR, and NVIDIA Shield built in. What in God's name would you ever need a monitor that is 65 inches big? That's a TV. <laughs> it is a TV. Well, and they're like they're definitely advertising it as like, yes, this this is a monitor, but it's a TV, uh, because it like has these like these extra features that like some TVs don't have. Like if you pop in a movie, uh, like from Hollywood, it it runs at twenty four frames per second. That's the cinematic look has been for a very long time. Because I can't see past. I'm just kidding. Well, no, it's just the way it, it no, has it was, been. It's a joke. Yeah, I know, I know. But 
As somebody who records content in 60 frames per second, it's just like when you watch movies, you want to see it in 24 frames per second. It's just the way your eyes are, are used to things. And well, to be honest, like watching like TV in 60 frames a second is weird. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like when certain I, things, like sports, it totally lends itself to that. Yeah, but like when I'm like watching a movie with my parents, like on their new like 4K TV, whatever, I'm just like, whoa! Right. Like, so like that's the I, thing. Like, like it doesn't look real. Well, that's the thing. Those movies aren't filmed in that. Yeah. So like it's like, and it's, so your your TV tends to like fudge the lines a little bit it's weird and sometimes. make it seem like it's going like at a faster frame rate so the idea is that with these these monitors they're a little more dynamic in the way that their hertz are processed and so it will run at 24 hertz uh and so that those 24 frames per second look natural in the way that they're supposed to be watched which to this point at home we don't see that mm-hmm which is kind of an interesting thing. So they're kind of marketing this to like obviously gameplay because if I want to run my TV at 120 frames per second, I totally can now. Uh, I don't know what console is going to do that. I guess you could plug in a you could plug in a, a computer to do that if you have a two 1080 Ti's and want to run Overwatch on a 65 inch screen and want to run it at 120 frames per second. Now you're going to be able to do that. Uh, and I think that's really super cool. And I guess the big selling point for me is my problem with gaming on any kind of uh, TV is the input lag. Mm-hmm. It's why there's a game mode built into your TVs. I don't think most people understand that. But your game mode actually limits some of the processes that your TV undergoes through when it receives a signal. So you get less input lag. And, like, for somebody who plays, like, fighting games, that is a huge deal. Uh, or speedrunners or something like that where you have to, like, really be on top of your frames. MOBAs are huge about this. Like, you, ha- like you can't have any kind of input lag when you're playing those kind of games. And so that's, like, when I look at this, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Like, that's where I think these, these big format gaming displays... Uh, really do sell me on something. But the pricing availability is not out yet. It's going to be a lot. What, three grand probably more? Oh, uh, maybe. I'd say maybe about that. That's what it's kind of like. Look at like monitors. Uh, like they're not overly expensive, but they're not too bad. But 65 inches of big old monitor. Well, I mean, that's like. That's just like I, I just can imagine like playing. Like, you literally have to have it across the room from you, right? And I, like that's the thing. Like people like are talking about putting this on their desks and stuff, and that blows my mind. Yeah, they have to, like have to be leaning. Back. I don't want. I don't want anything above a twenty-four inch. Yeah, you couldn't see. It'd be just too much. Yeah, too much like sensory overload. You're like, oh, it's like watching IMAX in like the front row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that sounds awful. Um. So other than that, let's talk about Lawbreakers. Yeah, Do you remember about. Lawbreakers? Uh, yeah, we talked about it a while ago. <laughs> this game came out last year and flopped. Yep. So uh, the Lawbreakers boss, Chiro Umera, uh, was quoted by PC Games N 
saying our results in North America in the third quarter were below our outlook, mainly due to the sales from Lawbreakers being below our expectations. Lawbreakers is a unique FPS developed for core users. We had very high expectations for its launch. However, the timing of its launch turned out to be unfortunate. Specifically, the blockbuster PC game online game Player Unknown's Battlegrounds came out right about the same time, making the market environment very tough for first-person shooters in general and for lawbreakers. So they placed all the blame on this game on play Pub- PUBG. On PUBG. Right. And I don't think that's fair. I mean, I tried Lawbreakers and it just it didn't click for me. It did not. Well, they were trying to go for like the, the fast Quake gameplay that, they, that yeah. kind of stuff. I think that's a good but even Quake is falling flat on its face right now. Yeah, it's not the style of like competitive shooting anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's like a world for it. I just don't I don't know. This world's really tough. They're saying that the Lawbreakers, which is like a team-based 5v5 or maybe it's 4v4 or something like that, uh, kind of like an Overwatch style but Quake-ish team deathmatch thing is being held back by a Battle Royale 100-person land on a gigantic island. It's a totally totally different different market. Yeah. I like maybe the same people are going to play those games, but they're different games. Like you can't compare those two things. Um, I mean, that's like if it's like saying like you know Fortnite's like oh our battle royale didn't sell as well because of PUBG. That makes more sense, which is not true because Fortnite's battle royale is, is huge, doing really well. Which actually, there's you don't have the news on there, but they have a. I guess I can say it really quickly. They're updating the map big time. Apparently, yeah, they're some adding some areas to it. Yeah, so they're having a big overhaul on the map, which is needed. I think. Yeah, that's my biggest complaint. Fortnite is it's too small. I like I don't feel like I ever get into a game. I just like I I jump in and I die. I jump in and I die. I jump in and I die. I like I never feel like I'm actually developing a sense of the game. Well yeah. And I think that's why I just prefer to play PUBG because yeah, I feel I feel like I can like spend my time here and because if it. I want to just jump in and die, I can do that by jumping in like the big city. But if I want to actually like survive, I'll you know jump on like the smaller outskirt maybe and like go to like the little town and find what I need and mm-hmm. play for the end game. Yes, no, totally agree. Like if I want to be in the top twenty. I'm going to be in the top 20 kind of thing. Yeah. If I want to die in the first five minutes, I'll go die in the first five minutes. I can. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of what they said about Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers is basically dead now, which is sad. Um, you know, the first Cliffy B's first game outside of Epic. Uh, and it's it's sad to see it die like it did. It needs to go free to play, and then it might pull in more I think people. It is. It's not. I checked on it. Isn't most recently on Steam is like 15. I guess I have it. So yeah, on Steam I think it was like fifteen bucks on the winter sale. Oh, I'm like, mm. I don't know. I, if, I don't I, know how to help that. Did game. they talk about it going free to play? Uh, they, I think so. I think if it goes free to play, they might pick up more people. I'm not saying it's a terrible game. It didn't click for me. Yeah, I'm sure people love it, but the problem is people are like they hear all these mixed reviews, like, oh, and then they see like it costs like thirty bucks still. They're just like, oh, yeah. but if I mean if it goes free to play or like you know five dollars or something, yeah, pe- maybe people will be more inclined to like you know what, let me try it out kind of thing. Be or like they Paragon, do like a, or they do like a free to play weekend or something. Or what is that game that just died? Paladins. No, no um, Battleborn. I'm just yeah, Battleborn. Mm-hmm. We need to take a break, and we'll be right back.
So over the break, I introduced uh, Austin to what Dead or Alive is now. How do you feel right now, Austin? I don't know how I feel. That's just not, I don't know. I remember playing Dead or Alive, like, it was forever ago. I mean, when my brother's friends came, came over, and we'd do, like, the Xbox nights or whatever, and we played it for, like, ten minutes, because it was just, like, just a, like, that was my first experience with Dead or Alive, and it was actually a fighting game back then, so. Yeah, which it isn't anymore. I just, I just find that so weird. Considering uh, fighting games are, like, doing really well right now, I feel like. Yeah, but it's been this way for a long time. I guess but. it kind of, I mean, maybe people just get tired of, like, Half naked girls fighting. I don't know. I don't think people get tired. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm like, how is this not selling? I'm super confused. I don't know, but uh, Better right, Alive yeah. has turned into something else. So, you know what? We have half naked girls going. Let's have them just play beach volleyball mm. with ice cream dripping down. Yep. It's a terrible, terrible world he just we live showed in. Me, he just showed me the trailer, and I was like, oh my gosh. Yep. Would, it's a terrible, terrible I feel world like we live I'd, in. I'd be more embarrassed to play that than like Honey Pop or something. That's because Honey Pop's not that bad. At least Honey Pop has like puzzle games. All right, so moving forward, uh, we have mm, basically a half an hour left, maybe a little bit less. So we need to talk about 2018 in a nutshell. Yeah. So 2017 was an awesome year for games, was it not? Oh no, it was good. It was, it was good. super good. It's and so 2018 be, has probably a be one of the things people talk about yes. for a while. Like so good. I mean, with the Switch and a lot of good just. Great games came out. I mean, and a pub, lot of good stuff. With PUBG and thrown in there, it was just, it's just, it was a big year. It was a really big year. So 2018 uh, is starting to shape up to be pretty decent itself, and we'll see what happens. Uh, it's hard to tell. So let's just kind of walk through the big releases that we're looking forward to uh, in 2018, kind of in order of release, and then look at the games that don't have release dates and really talk about like what we're really excited for. So yesterday was the release of Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. And from everything I've heard, this is what Street Fighter V should have always been. And so I really want to get my hands on this game. Again, like I feel so weird playing it without a fight stick, so I don't know if I'm going to get it until I own a fight stick. But, man, like I, I am... Oh. I really want a Street Fighter Five. So sorry, totally off topic. I just saw it on Facebook. The new trailer for Tomb Raider movie comes out tomorrow. Eh, whatever. Um, it's game related. I thought I'd throw it in there. Sure, it is, but eh. it's gonna be good. Maybe I'm disappointed by most movies. So Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition. Yes, uh, came out yesterday. A couple days, Kirby Battle Royale comes out. One hundred Kirby's <laughs> land on an island. <laughs> no, that's the all last Kirby is. to suck you up wins. Yes, that's how it is. That is actually life. <laughs> oh, you said up. Um, <laughs> Kirby Battle Royale comes out uh, in just two days. So on Friday, it's the nineteenth. Sorry, the seventeenth. Oh my gosh. Yes. Already yes. Flying through January, twenty eighteen. It's already just going. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. So I'm real. Uh, I might get that. Uh, I'm looking for a good 3DS game. I don't know. My friends own 3DSs, so I don't know who I'd ever play this with. But I don't know. Uh, next big release, the 26th, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah. I'm super excited. But on the same day, Monster Hunter World. Frankly, this was... Uh, I, when I came back from PAX in August, or mm -hmm. like a September, what did I say? 
Something about Monster Hunter. I don't really remember. That was the game that I was most excited for coming out uh-huh. of PAX that I watched. Uh, I am so pumped for this game. It looks so good. Um, and I just can't wait for it, man. Uh, a bummer that PC players have to wait until like August or September. So are you going to get it for PS4 then? Yeah. Okay. I am. I don't want to wait nine months to play this game. I really want to play it. For this game to release for PC. Um, Monster Hunter World, that's that's the next big one. And then the 30th is the Dissidia Final Fantasy NT. Um, again, I don't know. I'm probably going to pass on that game. I, but I do have to say, that's a very strong January lineup. It is. I feel like games don't start coming out like strong until like the end of February. Yeah, especially la- I mean, they've got some big hitters. At comparing, the of the I mean, comparing it to last year, I mean, Horizon came out right at the very end of February, and obviously, uh, Zelda, Zelda, all of them too. are right there. Yeah, so um, which was a hell of a way to start the year last year. So I mean, it we're, was. We're trying to do the same thing here, I guess. Yeah, um, going into February, we've got EA Sports UFC three, which I know Austin's going to pick up on the second. No. Oh, okay. I mean, I've never played a UFC game. I heard they're fun. I mean, they, they're riddled yeah, with glitches and hilarious. But I know the people that play them love them. So. Yeah, sports games. Um, Shadow of the Colossus, the remake, comes out on the 6th, which I'm super surprised about. It's super early. That sounds, yeah, that sounds really early. I feel like it was just yesterday that we were uh, we were talking about like this being announced. Well, we got announced by the E3, so it's only been several months. Yeah. Months. So, I mean, they've obviously been working on it for a while. Oh! I'm sure, but probably gonna be the thirty, forty bucks. I would imagine. I think it's forty. I would imagine it being sixty. No, I think they already announced that it's forty. So I, I mean, I might pick it up. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I never played it, so I like. I played very. I never played of the one up. before it or that one. I and I only played a few hours of the Last Guardian because that whatever that animal was, <laughs> Trico was a nightmare to control. Um, so I don't know. It looks really super cool. So I might pick that up. The fifteenth Secret of Mana. The that gets the re-remastered release, which looks great. Um, and I might get into that. I don't know. The sixteenth we have the Bayonetta one and two coming out for the Switch, which uh, sounds great. I don't have a Switch, so I won't pick that. The twentieth of February, <laughs> Metal Gear Survive. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this game yet. I am on the fence. I'm on the fence, big time. Because um, like I watch it and like it looks like Metal Gear meets Dead Rising, which sounds kind of great. It does, but then, but I'm like at the same time, I'm like this kind of looks enjoyable, but this kind of looks so stupid at the same time. It also kind of looks like Fortnite. I know, and like you build and like make a fort and save, like save people. I like the idea of it. I don't like how they tack the name Metal Gear to it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, if Konami just came out the game called Survive. But like, I feel like we had this exact discussion know, last week. We did, but I'm still so on the fence about this game. Yeah, we'll see. I I will likely I wait. Just don't understand. It's like wormholes and stuff going on. I'm like, and you're yeah. in another dimension. I'm like, what? What's going on? I will likely wait to see what the uh, <laughs> community the, the mobs reaction is yes. to this um, <laughs> before I really get into it. Um, I might pick it up. I don't know yet. Uh, the following week on 27th, Payday Two comes out for the Switch. I've been on record saying I think that's the weirdest Switch release I've ever heard, but hey, it's coming out. Um, going into March, we have the Devil May Cry HD collection on the 13th. It's my birthday. Oh, yay. yay. Well, I care more about that. Wow. But 
don't know. That like think that's cool. Whatever. I never played. I was never into Devil May Cry. I only played DMC. DMC, um, which was like I think the fourth game or yeah, something. Yeah. I had a friend. My friend growing up loved Devil May Cry series. And yeah. Stuff. And I know there's a Metal Gear. It's an Easter egg. If you, it's like a dream sequence where you go into like you. It's like that's kind of awesome. The dream is Metal Devil May Cry. That's kind of awesome. It's kind of it is cool. I think I. Want to say I don't remember what Metal Gear it is, and, and I, I could be totally wrong about being Metal Gear, but I'm pretty sure it's Metal Gear. I don't know. That sounds awesome though. Uh, March 16th, Kirby Star Allies. A hundred Kirby's drop onto an <laughs> island. No, I'm kidding. Um, that one's only coming out on Switch, so I will not see that one. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a Switch by then. We'll see. We'll see what uh, finances look like. The 20th is a big day. Uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered. I don't know who in their right mind decided that Rogue needed a remaster. Um, I think they're trying to... I mean, they're just trying to bring it to uh, the new gen. The, the, only reason, the reason why I think they picked Rogue is because Rogue came out at the same exact time as, I believe... I think it was Black Flag. It came out with... It was... It was uh, because Black Flag came out for PS4. I think you're right. And Rogue came out for PS3. Yeah, like, like that, I said, they're just trying to bring it to the So I, I think a lot of people like didn't play this game. And like from what I heard, it was actually a pretty good game. Like It was pretty, from what I heard, kind of bare bones. Like like wasn't a lot going on, but so maybe they've added some stuff. I don't know. I'm kind of interested because this is an Assassin's Creed game that I haven't played. All right. Um, so continuing on, the 20th is when Sea of Thieves comes out. Yeah. Which is... Uh, I'm still excited for it. It looks cool. Gotta get that 240p yeah. resolution going. Yeah, that's I'm what I'm talking about. Still like amazed with that, but whatever. Um, and Yakuza Six, the Song of Life, uh, which Yakuza's have always been kind of cool. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, the 23rd, we've got A Way Out. I'm looking forward to that. I think that's gonna yeah. be one I pick up. Yeah, me too. It'll, I think that looks great. And I want a good co-op, like a couch co-op game. So I'm real excited for that. That's because maybe we can do something with our channel. Uh, uh, that's, and, spring, that's our spring break, too. But so we'll more have, importantly, we'll have some time. Detective Pikachu yeah, yeah, yeah. for the 3DS. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you going to get that? Of course I am. Detective Pikachu has everything you want. Mystery? Pikachu? A talking Pikachu, right? Did you hear that? Uh, so there's a new like a new Pokemon movie coming out, like out right now. Yeah. And Pikachu, spoiler, spoiler. If I don't really care, Pikachu talks. Well, I think it was like a dream, like it was um, Ash's imagination. But people, people are saying, I don't yeah, know, I don't know, whatever. Besides going Pikachu, people are stupid. Uh Far Cry Five. Far Cry Five comes out at the end of March, and so this game still looks good. Maybe we'll see. Um, April 13th, we have We Happy Few, which I've been watching this game for a while, yeah. and it looks super good. We'll see what it actually becomes, because we don't know too much about it. But yeah, I'm excited for that one. And then we go into May, which is uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, the remastered version for the Switch. Conan Exiles get, is supposed to get a proper release. Mm. Dark Souls Remastered, and uh, sometime in May, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, which has like like seven, eight games or something in it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So that looks pretty great. Um, and then the rest of the games of the year, 
don't have really legitimate uh, release dates yet. Release dates. So this is all like this Q1, Q1, Q4, Q, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, these, most of these games that we just talked about are Q1, Q2. So. Right. So we've got like Age of Empires. This, uh, the Definitive Edition is supposed to come out this year. I think, it, I think they said August on that. Yeah, I don't really know. Um, Anthem. It's still supposed to come out this That's year. That's definitely a November release. I'm just saying that It looks now. good. Um, as long as they continue on the path that they are, I think that Anthem looks neat. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see what becomes of that game. I really, like, I have strong hopes for it. Uh, I wouldn't mind playing a Mech Destiny, to be honest. Yeah. So uh, Artifacts. Valve's Dota game or card game is supposed to come out this year at some point. Um, and then some other stuff like Concrete, Genie, Darksiders 2. Days Gone is still slated to come out this year. Detroit Become Human, which is supposed to be early this year. Yeah, I'd imagine that's going to be May. I mean, yeah, game. I don't know. Uh, Dreams. Dreams. Final, yeah, Dreams is actually supposed to come out this year. After all this time, dreams might become something. You could say it's uh, what dreams might become. Sweet dreams are made of these. We need to take one last break. When we come back, we will finish out the games of 2018. So, like I said, we've got Final Fantasy 15. It's supposed to come out this year, which is crazy. But um, Fortnite, maybe, may get a real release. <laughs> we've got God of War. Which I'm surprised there's no release date, because isn't it coming out? Like I'm assuming it's It says Q1 here, uh, according to Wikipedia. And I'm kind of thinking, well, I was thinking like late February, early March when this came yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, they still haven't given a date. I bet it's going to, well, I, this is the rumor, but it's going to come out in March, I believe, which was the first on the same, the 10 year anniversary is the first God of War. Yeah. But that's like early March. Yeah, we'll see. Which um, I'm definitely getting that game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, sometime this year, maybe. <gasps> I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> um, but also, Kingdom Hearts are not good games. So for some reason, I'm excited for it. Although they're bad. Mech Warrior 5, Mercenaries. I haven't had a good Mech Warrior game in a while. I am ready for a Mech Warrior in my life. I actually almost booted up Mech Warrior 3 the other day. I have it for PC. And I almost started playing it. Uh, because I don't know, there was just something inside of me that wanted that nostalgia. So I played a lot of Mech Warrior growing up. Mm hmm. Um, and then played like the mech assaults and stuff like that. But mech warriors were so good. I'm real excited for that. Mega Man 11, again, crazy. Came out of nowhere. Uh, Metro Exodus, and then uh, Quake Champions, maybe sometime this year. Who knows? Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. I see that coming out in May. Still slated for this year. I see it coming out in May. As of right now, I'm not holding my breath. I'm really not. Uh, every Rockstar game gets delayed. Which it's already had one. I'm guessing it'll happen again. Um, we'll it looks see. So good. 
Yeah, no, that that game is probably going to be awesome. I can't remember. I read somewhere online where somebody was like, uh, they should just make a Red Dead Redemption that it takes place in modern times with modern guns and stuff. Like, dude, that's just Grand Theft Auto. That's just Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like, I like Westerns, so I'm excited for that. Shenmue 3. Shenmue 3. Might come out this year. Uh, Kickstarter going. Terrible. I know. Skull and Bones, if you remember that. That looked good. Oh, that mm-hmm. was like one of the most... The Assassin's Creed 4 game. Yep. Uh, no, it looked fun, though. Yeah, it totally did. Uh, Skull and Bones. Or no, I just said that, didn't yeah, I? Yeah. Spider-Man. 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 Yeah. That game looks awesome. It does look fun. I'm like, hoping that's that. really good. I can see that being a May, a May release as well. Yeah, I'm hoping that game is really good. Uh, State of Decay 2. It's kind of looks kind of fun, actually. Yeah? Yeah, I'd be down. I think it'd be good for all of us to get on uh, on PC. And yeah, I've never played uh, State of Decay. I'm, so. I, I'm like looking for like a good survival game for all of us to play, or like you like craft and build like a fort to sit. Like, and this kind of looks like what I'm looking for, so... So you're, you want to play Fortnite? Well, not. I know. Exactly. Um, Soul Calibur Six. Yeah! Which I'm amazed about. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. You have no idea. Uh, apparently I don't. I love Soul Calibur. Yeah, I don't know. That should be an, a game we play. I still have Soul Calibur Two, and which is like a ma- on PS2, so I can play it on the PS3. We yeah. should play it one of these times. I'm, I'm typically terrible at that those games um super meat boy forever which uh the so the team meat broke out like broke up and one of them had created the end is nigh which came out last year and didn't look too hot but super meat boy like i'm i could use another super meat boy in my life Mm. for sure that game uh was real good real good system shock I didn't even realize they were making System Shock. But, sure. Cool. The Crew 2. Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove, which I'm really excited about. uh, Because I like Toe Jam and Earl games. Uh, Tropico 6. And then some like like Fire Emblem supposed to have a game this year. Yoshi's supposed to have a game this year. 100 Yoshis. Jump (laughs) Drop on an island. It's just going to be called Yoshi's Island Battle Royale. Perfect. That's what I'm talking about. Um, and then World of Warcraft has a huge expansion coming out this year. Battle for Azeroth. Yeah. and uh, People are saying it's like going to be the last big expansion for this game. We'll see. I don't know. I think that But a ton of people still play this game. Yeah, so. there's still some life in it from what I can tell. So... That's kind of what we see for coming in 2018. There'll be definitely more, though. I mean, there's oh, a lot of man. games that there's, just kind of show up. Th- even that list. That list is a very long. But big I mean, list. I don't see any, there's no Bethesda games on here. Yeah, and we know there's stuff coming from them. So yeah, besides, we'll see. Yeah, so. we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm looking forward to this year. Yeah, it's if it's be. anything like last year, it's going to be a great it's year. Be a good year. Um, so I think that does it for t- us today. Yep. Um, a reminder that you can uh, reach out to us. Uh, dryspellradio at gmail.com, dryspellradio on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, we do check those things. 
You can also go, We our YouTube page is up and running, or our YouTube channel, so go check that out. Yeah, we do actually have more content besides just this just, show. Yeah. Um, and that's another Matt. way if you want to go listen to our podcast, uh, that's yeah. up there as well. So, yeah, mostly it's Matt's in, in his room, but other than that. That's fine. <laughs> I like my room. I spend a lot of time in my room. But, anyways, I think that does it for us this week. Austin, thanks for being here. Thank you. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more news about video games and video game-related things. See you then.